welcome to Elite Rugby Banter. It's the podcast about rugby. The World Cup glow has disappeared, but the memories will never fade. Uh, the World Cup has long passed. The Springboks have ended their world tour, and uh, all of the rugby players are wearing budgie smugglers with a South African flag on it. Uh, the world is mostly good, and in summer. Alex, how are you? Yep. I'm great. Um, I got buoyed up by the Springbok tour on Monday. Nice. How was they it? came right by my office. It was amazing. It was so cool in Cape Town. Like it was absolutely packed. Um, I wasn't even like in the thick of it. They went down long streets in Cape Town CBD, which is it's like almost custom made for that because it's like a whole lot of bars and restaurants yeah, yeah, yeah. with double story balconies and stuff. And yeah, geez, it was it was crazy. Um, but they yeah they came by our office. I didn't really get a good a good look at them or anything, but it was just great to see it. Um, and yeah, weirdly enough, it like made me super keen to go and watch live rugby. I'm like really amped for this for Super Rugby now. Nice. Uh, and Newlands. So, yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah, no. yeah, whatever. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna have fun saying goodbye to Newlands essentially. Uh, Newlands is I I don't have the same quite the same level of sentiment for it as like a lot of other people do because I'm not from Cape Town. Uh, so yeah. I went to Newlands for the first time when I was like 18. Uh, um, but yeah, but yeah, otherwise good. Um, went to antenatal classes yesterday. Oh, nice. Um, what, do you, what, do you, what, do you, what do you learn at those? Uh, so yesterday's was um, sort of pregnancy to birth kind of stuff. Um, so you know, staying, keeping your, keeping her comfortable. We're together, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, like how to be comfortable, diet, and then like stuff about birthing. So like natural birth, C-section, that kind of thing. Um, and then next week on on Saturday, we got another one on. Um, I suppose keeping the baby alive, nice. which I think is for, for me probably the more important one to go to pay attention yeah. at. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm currently eating pancakes, so yeah. All in all, no nice. complaints. Nice. Uh, Matt, I know we had some. You, you gave me some breaking news earlier this this week that you will be returning to South Africa in February, just after draft has kicked off. Yeah, most probably. Yeah. Yeah. So you're flying back yeah. for draft to ensure you can manage. You have a more hands-on role. Yeah, so I'm closer, closer to the feet on the ground type approach. Yeah, yeah, from your training, the players, from your, your Osinikwa training center. Yeah, because I feel like the players, the players were struggling with the travel from South Korea to back down to the southern hemisphere. Yeah, no, you went the we went with the radical approach. That jet lag is nothing. Otherwise, how's winter? Cold, I assume. <laughs> yeah, it's cold as balls here. I'm raining all day today which is not conducive to me needing to go buy more toilet paper so i'm going i'm looking at my last two rolls and thinking they better last me through monday so sorry i actually think about the toilet paper from sausage party you know when it comes out the bathroom he's like you don't even want to know what he did to me or something like that when i was always uh. always at the condom sorry <laughs> that movie was no, either or that movie was a bit up. I, haven't, um, also, I haven't seen that one. Uh, you, you also, Kat, I just want to quickly. Oh, sorry, you finished your thought then. I'll oh, no, I was going to tell Alex you just watched Sausage Party. Okay. Was it actually good or was it. It is you, quite like, good. Were you stoned, were you stoned oh, when you watched it, Adam? No, no, no. I saw it at the cinema. So, what with my wife. So you were saw you it at the cinema? cinema? Yes. Jesus. Look, I, had a, I had a good laugh. I, I enjoyed it. Okay. But it is. It is sorry, incre- I, I don't. It is incredibly. I don't, I don't pay pl- money for movies very often. Yeah, it is incredibly. Alex, don't forget, Adam. Adam's essentially our podcast boomer. Yeah, yeah that's true. No, yeah, I. You went. You went to the cinema. 
the cinema. Yeah. No, the last last movie I saw at the cinema was The New Lion King, which was a giant waste of money. And a corporate Why? Did I tell you not to do that? No, I didn't. Classic boomer, classic no. boomer move. I know. Anyway, Matt, what was your thought? Uh, uh, sort of to jump back on, on Alex's antenatal classes and then to go back to last week's discussion on gender reveals. I see. Did you see what someone did in the week? Speaking of gender reveals. No. Um... <laughs> a woman did a fart gender reveal. Oh, uh, I actually did see that. <laughs> I just lost my ass. It came up again today, and I was like, "Oh wait, I remember where we just." Because I also saw it in the week, and then it came up again today. Uh, but people are weird. It's always the little yeah. things, little things in life. Ben isn't here, unfortunately. He is predisposed, doing something else. I actually have no idea what. Um, but he has promised us, not yet, but he will promise us that he will be back next week, uh, definitely. Especially as Super Rugby approaches, we're only two months away. Which is very, very exciting. Today's episode is very much a light course. Toasted sandwiches and chips and a Coke. We have our ERB awards for the year. It's the most exciting. We're going to chat a bit about some news before that. We're meant to talk about the Barbars versus Fiji game, but none of us apparently watched it. So um, I'll introduce it, and then we'll just have the conversation. I saw some of it. Oh, I did, did see some of it. Okay, that makes you Yeah, I saw expert. about half. I mean, oh, no, that makes you an expert compared to the rest of us. I'm trying yeah. to I'm trying to cool. get highlights. I was like, I'll, weirdly enough, also had a one-year-old's party yesterday. So, a small world. Yeah, I was. How many one-year-olds are having birthdays? Quite a few, I guess. Probably all of them. Yeah, all of them, them, I guess. All of them having birthdays. <laughs> the so, let's just start with some news. First of all, no Dave Rennie in the race for the All Blacks job. Apparently, the All Blacks coaching battle, this is from stuff.co.nz. It's .co.nz. Apparently, from Scotty Stevens, <laughs> Stevenson. He claimed on Twitter that the race has now gotten down to Scott Robinson, Jamie Joseph, and Ian, I was going to say, Ian Black's assistant, Foster. No, it's all Black's assistant, Ian Foster, for the three. Guys, uh, surely, maybe I'm a little bit out the box here, but surely Scott Robinson's the only choice from the three. Uh, He's younger. I guess so. And Joseph has done a fantastic, he did a great job of the Highlanders, a great job of Japan. But Robinson seems like the most obvious choice. It's his time. Look, like, I I wanted to be Robinson. Yeah, so do I. But New but Zealand for the, likes for the simple reason that I I refuse to allow the Crusaders to have Scott Robinson coaching them for another year. Yeah, One that's what that's. <laughs> New, yeah, New Zealand. New Zealand. The problem is New Zealand tends to favour having some international experience before you take over. Yeah, that's true. So that stands in Robinson's way. Yeah. I don't know. I it's. I just want him out of our tournament, please. Yeah. Get him out of here. Well, the fact that Dave Rennie and he and he's run out of, he's run out of dance moves as well, and that's a problem. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, because I mean, if he gets to national coach, when's he going to br- break out the dance? Only once every four years. Yeah. Exactly. Well, so he's got time I mean, to build it. Because yeah, maybe just every year after they win the rugby championship. Yeah, well, Dave Rennie, uh, he, well, he's no longer on the list. So what, what, can one assume that maybe he's getting closer to becoming the new Wallabies coach? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, you could say it, it would be a good move, but... Fuck, it's a trajectory. Trajectory. I can't speak. Jesus. Career trajectory. Yeah, fuck, I give up. I can't even say it anymore. Chiefs That's a career to, path. That's a career path to go down. To the Wallabies. Yeah, so, uh, let's see, blah, blah, blah. Apparently, oh, the new coach is being announced on December 12th. 
So we're going to be finding out then. And apparently New Zealand Rugby Chairman Brett MP. Whoops, sorry, there's a video playing that should not be playing. Oh, my bad. Sorry, you guys didn't hear it. Um, it was a Kiwi it'll speaking. Be on, it'll be on the recording though. <laughs> it will be, unfortunately. So uh, Adam's. So Adam was watching porn while. As in, oh, I mean, we weren't supposed to hear it, Alexa. Yeah. I mean, that's the takeaway. Yeah. This is humiliating. Yes. Uh, Brett Impey, the New Zealand New Zealand rugby chairman, said last week that 26 coaches they've been invited to apply for the role. Uh, apparently, Warren Gatlin, Aaron Major, and John Mitchell had already ruled themselves out. I don't see the. I don't see the. I find that quite insulting. They're just like asking you to apply to say to say that you applied, even though you asked them to apply. Makes, I, don't, yeah. I don't get the logic behind that. Uh, I don't know. Right. Maybe it's a bit like, like, uh, like, uh, fuck, what's his name? Um, Biff in the cricket. That's different. CSA are a complete shit show. So I, mm. I, I, I take his side in that respect. Fair enough. But, but I mentioned John Mitchell. He said that he just, has revealed... Just sweet Biff. Yeah, that was sweep another cock. <laughs> John Mitchell has revealed that he turned down a coaching opportunity at the Chiefs in an interview with the New Zealand Herald. He said that he was offered the assistant coach role at the Hamilton-based franchise. I assume it was maybe in in line for them to coach the Chiefs in 2021 when Gatlin's coaching the British and Irish Lions. And he just said no. His main reason was emotionally, it felt really good, but sitting down with my family looking through it, I've made the right decision at the time of my career. Well, yeah, if you're earning big money at England, I don't know why you would want to leave that, that one. Anyway, yeah. uh, Eddie Jones, another coach, he said some off-color remarks cost him the Lions job for this African tour. This is from... Yeah, this is from... So I'm trying to find the source. Sport 24. Might be AP. Eddie Jones said in his new autobiography, quoted Eddie Jones, my life and rugby. I always love these these titles. He said he's always wanted to coach Lions, but he regrets making some remarks that cost him the chance to do it for you know, this 2021 tour. Uh, yeah, we know Gatlin's doing it. The comments surfaced in a video released before England's match against Ireland in the 2018 Six Nations, and to quote from the book, in my attempt to amuse the Japanese audience, I referred to the scummy Irish and Wales as as a little shit place. I was embarrassed. <laughs> not only not only because the slurs weren't funny, but because they weren't my real views. I was going for a cheap laugh. While it was clear in the video that I was smiling and joking, it looked bad. It was bad, as Jones wrote. And then Jones put, says he put his foot in it again this year. And I quote, I have for a long time wanted to coach the British Irish Lions. I still hope that one day I might get the opportunity. Apart from telling Pemby, communications advisor David Pembroke, I'd kept it a secret that I'd set my sights on the 2021 tour of South Africa. That would be one of the great tours in the history of world rugby, <clears throat> especially now. In preparation, we were keeping our powder dry and saying all the right things about how you have to be asked before you consider it. But then I got a long-distance phone call from a journalist in Brisbane. I tried to have a laugh with him and said, The last thing I want to do is spend eight weeks in a blazer. That's an ambassador job. I'm a coach. I'd rather coach the Queensland Sheffield Shield cricket team. Again, it was a terrible lapse of judgment. Pemby was straight on the phone. Mate, he said incredulously, I thought you wanted to do the Lions job. I do, I said cheapishly. Well, you can safely say the ship has sailed, mate. Seriously, you really make it hard for yourself sometimes. So, uh, I feel like this is a bit of revisionist history, you know? Yeah, I think uh, so too. I think he, he meant what he said. I think so too. Yeah, I'm with you on that. What a, what a dumbass. Jeez. Oh, I mean, <laughs> if you really want to coach, if you really think Wales is, and I quote, a little shit place, you don't have to say so. I don't know why he's calling the Irish scummy as well. Tell that to Ben. Yeah. Ben calls him a little shit place every week. <laughs> I, think, I think a little shit place is the nicest thing Ben said about Wales. Yeah. 
pretty much. Uh, I haven't been to Wales personally. Uh, now I was going to do the whole balance thing. I don't feel like doing that right now. I'm sure I'll go to Wales one day and have a very nice time. Conor O'Shea, though, he's no longer having a nice time. He's resigned as coach of Italy with immediate effect. Uh, the Italian Rugby Federation announced on Saturday the 49-year-old's contract had been due to run to the end of May 2020. But I guess that's all, that makes sense, right? Natural time to call it quits. I know Eddie's got two more years at England. It'll probably be extended to the next World Cup. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I still think, yeah, again, maybe Eddie Jones won't get the Lions job ever, but, I mean, I, he would have been the logical choice for me after Gatland. Mm. Um, so, I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. Well, Franco Smith, he's joining Italy as their director of rugby. So, it'll be interesting to see whether he'll be doing head coaching or uh, doing a Rassi. Sure. So, we'll see. Oh, no, that, cool. oh that, that's like the opposite of the Dave Rennie trajectory. That's crazy. Like, he was coaching Varsity Cup not so long ago, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, good fan. I'm just seeing images of uh, the box to a that long shoot. It does look pretty epic, I must say. And and, and Sia's like going for the chairs. So good on him. He must be so fucking tired. I'm glad that it's over. Did you see they went to this bri? The Springboks had a bri like Johan Rupert and Whitey Besson. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, like, no, I, yeah, yeah, it's like they do the people thing and then they really go... Um, then they're gonna like have a bra with rich people or something like that. Dude, that's like the best thing. Like, you know how much money that could bring into South African rugby. Just <laughs> offering offering bras, you pay X amount for a bra. <laughs> Not that. That's like in it's like in the wire. Uh, have you seen the wire, Matt? I know Adam's seen. Yeah, it. yeah, I've seen most of it. Yeah, so like mayor, uh, like the mayor, whenever he's like running short on campaign funds, he calls like a poker game. Uh, like, uh, yeah. Just guys. Yeah, they all just like give him money and they all pretend to pay, play poker and then the mayor like just keeps winning hands of poker like suspiciously <laughs> what show is it? The Wire yeah? The Wire? Was, it, yeah. was that in The Wire? yeah I don't remember that scene is this with Tommy Carcetti? when he's running oh uh, no the uh, previous mayor and, uh, yeah yeah uh, right right right, right, right. yeah, yeah uh, Mayor Royce Yes, Clarence, that's right. Clarence Royce. Like, yeah, he calls, he calls like... a poker game. All the benefactors are like, God damn it, this guy's calling like another poker game. Like, we really gave him a ton of money, but he wants more or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, like, so none of us want to... apparently what we, do with, what we do with Bryce. Every time we're running out of funding for sorry, we call him Bryce. Like, Johan Rupert and White Fibber's son. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, okay. So, other coaching news. Sam Warburton. He's joined the Wales coaching staff. Uh... He's, it's, he's under new coach Wayne Pivak. I'm just trying to see. Warburton will be a technical advisor for breakdown and defense. So, I mean, that makes sense as well. Does, does yeah. he have like coaching certificates? Sam Warburton. Yes, he must, yeah. Oh, yeah, but it's a prerequisite. It's probably, you... it's probably got more certificates than, uh, than Peter de Villiers. Oh, shame. Mm. Still Peter. too soon. Yeah, okay, so, uh, I, I know we were defending him last <laughs> week. So, like, you know, we, we sort of can cover out I'm not taking you, I'm not taking a ticket. I mean, he doesn't have the certificates, right? Like, yeah, like he doesn't. <laughs> oh, no, we don't know. He says he has a certificate. He, ha- he says he's got yeah, it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Actually, it's still up for debate. Okay, uh, that's it for the news. It is it is very quiet. Uh, I know New Zealand re- released their Super Rugby squads, actually. Sorry, that's the last piece of news. They released it over the course of the last week. I think it was on Monday. Matt's major, major point was the Hawaiian shirts that the coaches had to wear. <laughs> yeah, they're terrible. But overall, having looked at the squads, um, it's just it's just insane how much turnover a lot of these teams are going through. Some more than others. 
But the Blues got a lot of exciting guys. The Highlanders as well. Uh, their back three mm. are going to be very different. The Chiefs as well. Uh, Damian McKenzie, where he's going to fit in. Also, the new, new, new talent coming out of New Zealand. I don't know. They, keep, they, they put him in a fly half in the squad release, which makes no sense. Even Stephen Perifetta. Yeah. They have him at fly half, and he'll probably be 15. The Blues only have... Who's it? Matt Duffy? And there's Jordan Highland, who... I don't know. I, I, from what I saw of last this year... Doesn't look that great, but apparently he had a very good uh, Mitra 10 cup season. Mitra. <laughs> Mitra 10. That's a Mitra. Fuck, I actually really thought Mitra was the correct one. Anyway, Mitra. when when are the South African teams and Australian teams being announced? Oh, South Africans are terrible. Like they, no, they're not going to announce the squad until yeah. January. officially until like they start. And, yeah, like, the like even then, like, this, you, you, like you almost never see like an actual team sheet. Um, you never see like this is our squad, yeah. Yeah, the only one, the only ones who might do it just because they've been so good about squad announcements lately would be the Bulls. Yeah. Oh, so well, say, well, yeah. well done, Adam. Yeah, you, you, you've picked a, a fairly picked a winner on that one. I don't pick the Bulls. No, I mean I know you were born into it, but still. What? No. I was. Uh, Fair enough. The Kings actually did it though as well. Well, that's probably because they had to get organized for, like, Pro 14. Pro 14, yeah. But so they did, like, a introduction to the team. And so over, like, two weeks, broke it down by, like, positions. Like, these are the props for the season. These are the hookers. Yeah. Like, front row today, then the locks the next day, and so forth. Which was actually quite cool. Yeah. I'm just trying to see if I could find something here. But when the um, announcements took place... Nah, I can't see anything. What is the Quibbers Visa apparently is going to play Super Rugby in 2020? I saw John Thompson say so. Because he's meant to be going to Saracens. So. That's good. That's good. Does he just want to replace replace Scott Brett as the oldest rugby player? Yeah, so. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not that Quibbers Visa, I know. Yeah, I, was, uh, I was on the verge. I was on the verge of taking that bet. Yeah. Uh, what about Franz <laughs> Dane returning to the Club of Dane in 2020? To, to his farm, apparently. I think it's great. Uh, I'm, I'm happy with it. Yeah. yeah do, you think, do you think he's going to play for the Cheetahs? Not... Yeah, I mean, I think he'll... he'll uh, he'll imagine Pino Stain. Yeah. Uh, or Stain. Yeah, it'd be fun to watch. It'd be like, oh, what year is this? <laughs> yeah. 2019, 1994, what year is this? <laughs> no, it's not that old, but still. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, I didn't even know he had kids. Stain. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the French citizens, I'm assuming. I just this assumed. Story. Well, he said we want to raise our children here, but maybe he's talking future yeah. tense. I have no idea. Uh, I mean, like he's, I've, he's definitely got kids. I mean, I, I don't know that he's got kids, but my operating assumption was that he had kids. Yeah. Most people, most people have kids, don't they? I don't know. <laughs> just being I don't know. <laughs> um, I think that was the last piece of news I actually had. Yeah, it's it a pretty slow news week here at ERB, uh, ERB headquarters. Uh, well, let's, the move time over, of the year. Yeah, let, let's move over to something Matt and I know very little about, the Barbars versus Fiji game. Uh, what, so what, how much, what did you see of it? So at least we can provide some context um, for the listeners. Okay, so I saw a couple of tries in the first half. So it was... Um, geez, I'm trying to think now. Yeah, like I, I, was at a, I was at a one-year-old's birthday party, so I, I caught very, very small bits and pieces of it. Um, but it looked like Beast was uh, doing his usual, just dominating the scrums. He scored an almost try. 
he knocked the ball on over the line, and I'm convinced that he did it on purpose so that he could have another scrum. Uh, the try was originally awarded, and then they did the, the replay, and it was pretty obvious that he knocked it on. And uh, he actually, like, it looked like he knew it as well, but, like, he pretended like he'd scored it. And the ref almost gave it just because it was a Barbarians game. And then whoever was operating the the replay, the big screen at Twickenham, uh, showed the, the replay. And it was pretty obviously a knock-on. <laughs> uh, so they had to they had to take it back. Um, yeah, like, it was... Fiji were really good. Like, it, from the, from what I saw, honestly, like, this should be an annual fixture Fiji's versus Barbarians, like they just play such such an entertaining brand of rugby. Both teams, um, I yeah, I the first half Fiji were by far the most entertaining side, um, and like not to trigger any South African fans or, or Sharks fans, but I mean the Barbarians were running with like a backline of like Kerwin Bosch at ten. Andre Hazen at 12, and Machu Buster at 13. So, like, not super dynamic uh, as, like, a 10, 12, 13. I mean, current Bosch is pretty dynamic, but not really as, as a 10, like, more as a fullback. Um, and then in the second half, so, yeah, I saw I saw Buster's try. He kind of crashed over from, from pretty close, I think. Uh, but he was he was looking pretty good. I mean, he was just doing Buster Road things. He was like an extra prop on the field. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's just basically trying to justify earning dollars for the next season. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. Like, That's whatever really, inflated really rate. Um, John Dyer from Fiji was kind of the unofficial man of the match. He was really really good. He scored two tries. Um, and he, yeah, he's as far as I could tell, he's kind of uncontracted at the moment. He plays for the Fijian Drua in the NRC, the, the Australian Curry Cup, and I think that's it. Like, I don't think he's got a contract with anyone else. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him suddenly appearing on the list of one or two Australian teams, maybe. Um, yeah. Uh, otherwise, like the scrum was pretty solid from the Barbars, as you'd expect with with Rory Best and um, Beast. Uh, Pete Samu had his shirt tucked in, which is always nice to see. <laughs> and yeah, then uh, so I, I kind of missed most of the first half. And from what I could, from what I did see, the, the Barbarians weren't like really doing super Barbarian type things on attack. But then the second half, interestingly enough, um, when Mornay Stain came on for for Kerwin Bosch, suddenly they just started like playing classic champagne rugby barbarian style rugby like they ran in two really really good tries late and uh, Mornay Stain slotted classic Mornay Stain like just cool head slots a corner um, conversion and got them within three points and they almost they almost came back into the game like they actually looked at one point after the Hutu had gone they were pushing to get into like almost drop goal position or something to tie the game up and then um Against all the odds, Andre Este has knocked the ball on, um, which is bizarre because we never see him do that. And uh, safest hands in the world. Yeah. So yeah, but it was really cool. My pimpy scored a double, obviously. Yeah. Um. So he's just had a. Geez, he's had a hell of a year, hasn't he? Yeah. Jeez. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Morris Dane also scored. A, he scored a try. The last try was scored by him. He was on the end of a really good team try. Did he? Dylan Lades. 
and David Havili were combining beautifully in the backfield. Uh, so, yeah. Did, did Mornet stay in? I play Kevin Bosch. Yes. Jeez. From what I saw. From from what I saw. I think. I mean, I said it to you guys on the on the chat group. I think mm. the Sharks are probably the only union in South Africa where Mornet Stain would start. Yeah. Yeah. Because Willemse would start ahead of him at Stormers. Yeah. Obviously, Elton would start ahead of him at the Lions. And Pollard. Uh, not even Pollard. I'd like. I'd play. Um, I'd play. Lebok. Like Money Lebok. I'd play mm-hmm. Money Lebok ahead of. But I wouldn't play. I don't think I'd play Kerwin Bosch at 10 no. ahead of Monestain. He's a 15. I'd rather see. It's, just, it's, yeah, almost, it's almost the like is... the Pat Lambie cycle over again, personally speaking. Pat Lambie should never have I been guess... 10. He's always 15. Uh, I don't know. Like I think I think he was a good enough 10 that I can understand why people wanted him there. But like he was more of a... Like, he was a 10 that should have played 15. And Kerwin Bosch is a 15 that's being taught to play 10. Hmm. Where should Damien Willemse play? I think he should play 10. Uh, I think he should be a 15. I so, st- I, I, think, I, think he's, I think he's a better 15 than he is 10, right? Mm. So, I agree with you in, in that respect. But it's not about that. Like, you can't just play everyone in the position that they're best at. You need to look at the big picture. So, at Stormers <laughs> specifically, Jeez. we've that got... That was quite patronizing. Jesus, you know. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, what a put that. I was going to say, is this, is this why you're ruthless at draft? <laughs> I'm not ruthless at drafts. Uh, I'm empathetic. What? Phil would be, Matt, is is Alex a kind draft manager? Or is he a ruthless machine dedicated to winning? You right. can answer, Matt. I'm, I'm trying to decide. Jesus. I, no, no, he's got a ruthless streak to him. He does, but he does he does give players a chance. No, no, so I'm being sensitive. Sorry, I, I am being sensitive. It's like, you got to look at the bigger picture. It's, it's like, not, I'm it's not fucking picture. Look, it's not fucking Phil. <laughs> Score four tries for me, and then you're gone. Yeah, she's, she's getting bedoshed, just like that. Yeah, like, but, like uh, that's the thing. There's the, like, we've got the benchmark for Ruthless, so it's, like, difficult yeah. to call someone else, else Ruthless when that exists in the same league. But Phil's never won. Like, sh- short of shooting it. Short of shoot. Yeah, that doesn't mean you're Ruth. That doesn't stop you from being Ruthless, though, Tadot. Oh, that's just because he's bad. Jeez, shame. Poor Phil. I'm joking. You're, you're motivating <laughs> I should, him. I should poke, yeah. I should poke the, the sleeping the, dragon. Jeez, yeah, yeah let's... Listen, <laughs> no, okay, Adam, sorry, are, sorry, you just, are you just going to call this episode... Are you just, I, I Adam, are you just going to call this episode uh, Paul Harbour at this rate? Seeing as Adam's... Uh, Alex is throwing out poking... No, no, no. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just say um, patronizing... Bob's. No, no, no. no I'm, just, I'm just joking. <laughs> well, you, yeah, but you, you, you were saying. But I just want to know why we're so ten. Yeah. Okay. Like, so, uh, right. So, so I'll explain. So, um, in the context of the Stormers, like we don't have any tens. We've got Josh Thunder, who's a Curry Cup player, and we've got um, Jean-Luc Duplessis, who's a Curry Cup player. So, and at, but at fullback, we've got Dylan Lades, who was, you know. I think hard done by. I think Dylan Ledge should be wearing a World Cup winners medal right now. Instead I agree of with you. Color. I agree with you. Uh, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. So I think Dylan Ledge. I don't think it's the last time. I don't think it's the last we've seen on Ledge in a Springbok jersey. First of all, either at 14 or 15. Um, but also, like, I think he's genuinely a Super Rugby level fullback. I like him a lot at fullback. Yeah. Um, and he's he's a good player. So I think he needs to be the starting fullback for the Stormers. 
put it that way. I forgot about that. So in terms of comparative advantage, we're best off with um, Willems at 10 and Lance at 15. But not just being provincial about it, if you look at the Springbok setup, I'm a little concerned about our fly half options coming through. Elton's kind of done, right? Yeah. Like he, he ran his race at the World Cup. He was a good backup to Pollard. I'm, I'm really glad he was there, and he, he definitely deserved to be there. But Pollard's now gone overseas. We don't know how generous we're going to be with overseas selections from now on. Um, but, you know, we need we basically need, we need a new fly half, yes. put it that way. Yeah, no, definitely. Either starting or, or, or regular backup, we need a new fly half. I don't think anyone at the Sharks can do it. I don't think Bosch can do it. I don't think Gianni Lombard's ready. I don't know, don't know if he'll ever be ready. I also think Lombard's maybe a bit more of a fullback, but I'm not sure about that. Um, Manny Lebok, I like him a lot. I, I prefer him to, to Mornay Stain. Nowhere near being ready for the for the spring box, though. Um, looking at the other teams, yeah, uh, I don't, who's even playing 10 for the Cheetahs? It's, what's his name? Peroxide hair dude from the Bulls. What's yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. He's, he's rubbish. Um, and... Matt, who's the flyer for the for the Kings at the moment? At the moment, it's Kachakilis who's injured. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, he's obviously not going to. He's never going to be a Springbok. Um, Lana Crenier, I liked him a lot. If he'd stuck around in Super Rugby, I think maybe he, I would be talking him up as like the, yeah. the next in line. But anyway, so we're desperate. We 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 need a fly half far more than we need fullback options at the moment. We have got Tyron Green, we got Apelele Fasi, we got Dylan Leds, um, and we we might even get a couple of years of like someone like Colby or yeah we've we got options at fullback yeah uh, and I, I worry that we wouldn't get the best out of Phillips's career if we played him where he is best I think we need to play him where we need him the most yeah. which is at 10 sold well, that's uh, good no, no that was very good I have to say so I don't know why I was so sensitive clearly sorry, sorry I, I think you uh, yeah I, I probably was being a bit, bit of a dick sorry about that it would be the first time. Well, Ben's not here. I feel like Ben, Ben, uh, you know, he don't he, pulls me out of that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, no. He, he, ben, ben never tempers fuckled. What are you? What are you not accusing Ben <laughs> of tempering things? It's like a lot. Ben's, Ben's the proverbial pissing on our battery. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, okay. That, look, that, I guess I don't. I don't know how we even got there, but we're going to move on now to our awards for the year. Uh, thank you, Ben, by the way, when you do listen to this, for doing the research and actually finding where the stuff was because he, had, he managed to find a lot of the awards from last year so all of us have taken votes some of them badly like Ben just sent them through because apparently his laptop is on a catamaran somewhere in the middle of the Indian Ocean uh, I see international some international waters yeah I see Matt left out some some answers oh there you have me look now I see your cursor um, so the awards uh, we have cause... this year player of the year tier 2 player of the year women's player of the year Seventh player of the year, team of the year, tribe of the year, fat men moment of the year, that's forward orientated, try celebration of the year, breakthrough player of the year, worst tackle te- technique for an English 10, spoiler alert, it's Owen Farrell, uh, he won that residingly, worst refereeing decision, coach of the year, lads on tour, cringiest Twitter bio, only had two votes for that, best commentator, worst commentator, podcaster of the year, in brackets, and ERP production, and draft manager of the year. So, to start off with player of the year, our nominees, we actually had quite a few nominees from the panel, uh, it was Peter Steff, uh, Mapimpi and Colby and the winner was drumroll Peter Stephen Toy so he is uh, yeah. the ERP podcaster ERP podcast player of the year uh, 
And uh, I think uh, who who nominated Mpimpi and, and Colby? That's... I nominated Mpimpi just due to and you think he had a better year than Peter Steff? Well, in a sense, yeah. Last year he wasn't even playing Springbok rugby. Now he's a World Cup winner. So, I, I but it's not about it's not about like most improved, is it? It's not. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. So Mpimpi, like if I look at Mpimpi's domestic season, it pales in comparison to Peter Steff's domestic season and let alone what they did internationally and at the World Cup. Yeah. I didn't even look at, at domestic. When Matt, when Matt shuts you down then you know you fucked up. So... <laughs> so people and, it's Mpimpi, and it's Mpimpi. And it's Mpimpi. Yeah. You ben, know I've got a soft spot ben, for Mpimpi. Ben went for Chesson Colby uh, which I think also that's not that's pretty answer, but he also had a, he had a quite a stunner of a season though in France to be fair. Yeah. In, and, in, and, and for the and, box remember he only made his debut last year. For the box and by the end of the World Cup he's was our one of our key backs. Well wasn't but was. So, uh, but so, you see this is this is the argument I made last week or the week before where I I don't think I don't think Colby was like a necessary component of us winning the World Cup. Man, that's a lot better. Yeah, but like we were the way we won, we were gonna win without him. You could have put Sabun Kosi there the like, whole season like, and hold him. Sorry, let me let me just be clear about what I'm saying, because like I don't want to make it seem, sound like I'm bagging on him. Categorically Chesson Colby is the best wing in the world. Better than George yeah. Bridge. Better than George Bridge. Okay. <gasps> if George Bridge grows his hair, then we can talk again. <laughs> but but honestly, like I, I genuinely believe that Chesson Colby is the best wing in the world. It's, in fact, it's not even close at the moment because of how terrible guys like Stockdale and Rico and yeah. and all those guys have been. Future Centre. Um, but anyway, like the, he's the best wing in the world. But we didn't need the best wing in the world to win the World Cup. <clears throat> Like, we were going to win that, that game against England without Colby. Um, and that's just because of the way we played. Um, in fact, I'll go further and I'll say that if England had Chesson Colby, they might have won the World Cup. So he is that good of a player. It's just that we didn't, like, build our game around him. He didn't have that great of a World Cup. Like, he had a really good World Cup for a wing. But yeah. compared to, like, see, guys like Underhill. Yeah, look, I mean, look at the banner 2007. Jeez. Like, that was, that was a winger's tournament. Mm. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't see an argument for either of our wings being the best player in the world right now, unfortunately. Well, the results are in, and Peter Steff, he, he won okay. it. Good job, uh, hands down. Two to two player of the year. We only had uh, two, two things here. Both Radradra, Radradra from uh, Fiji. <laughs> I always struggle to say it properly. Um, I think pretty straightforward. Thank you. I, I don't know. I, I've heard a lot of people pronouncing it different ways, so I actually don't know what the right way is. But I've heard a lot of people saying uh, "Randra," like Rundra. it's almost like a like a soft is end it? before each of the D's. Uh, well, I Rundra. blame you. I just copied your spelling on the on the spreadsheet. Oh, that is how it's spelled. I just don't know how it's pronounced. Uh, okay. Yeah, they can slip in, yeah, because they tend to have ends occasionally. Uh, but oh well, yeah. he he was a winner. But Matt came in with quite a good nominee, Tyler Ardron, the heart of Canada. The Maple Leaf Warrior. Uh, which yeah, I'm the captain yeah. of the Barbarians. Barbarian yeah. squad. Yeah, what more can you ask for? And a super ready player for the Chiefs. So well, I'm interested to see where he plays also next year. For the Chiefs, so uh, Radradra, he is... Uh, They've got him as lock still. Yeah, they are quite weak at lock that next year. Yeah, uh, they've, they've got a lot more of like these forward options. Not playing at lock. Yeah. Yeah. Women's They've got him Oh, sorry. 
Uh, Women's Player of the Year, Emily Scarrett, rhymes with Barrett. That's Alex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know she that's, ended up winning the I assume that's, that's the basis for her winning. Like, yeah. I haven't watched any women's rugby. But no, 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 I yeah, I can say, I didn't, yeah, I didn't I'd pick her ever rhymed with Barrett. Yeah, I, yeah, I just did a Google search. Uh, I know she's a centre for England. I just saw a basting tackles. So I'm like, fair enough. So I just kind of bandwagoned with her. Alex, yeah, so uh, Emily Scarrett, congratulations. You are the RB uh, Women's Player of the Year. Service player of the year, I, I, I honestly, I don't watch enough service. You had Jerry um, Tuai, if I pronounced that correctly. Yeah. Who's he? Yeah. I don't know shit about uh, sevens, I must apologize. Fijian, but also I've I got a bit, I didn't watch enough sevens this year, so I've just bandwagoned on the World Award. Like, uh, he was the seventh player of the year at well, the World Award. You're the only one who's brave enough to actually put an answer, so he wins it. So good for okay. you. Uh, team good of the year. Jerry. Team of the year, uh, quite you won most of the unanimous. Uh, ben... Me and you, Alex, at the Springboks. Matt put the Kings. One for one. one. Right. His ball here. <laughs> so the Springboks, they are the team of the year. Trivia, uh, it was, we had TJ Perinara wins it, which was the RB, well, World Rugby Trivia against Namibia. Uh, ben had Mapimpi in the final. And then Matt said, see below, Ngaki running the perfect support line to score against Scotland. That was very good, that's, though. That, that's the second a, yeah. Japanese try. The second Japanese yeah, yeah. try. So that's fair. So uh, TJ Perinara's try, which is more of a team try. But Perinara did, did start, it, start it as well. That is the try of the year. Fat man moment of the year. Uh, we had the Springboks 50-meter mall versus Japan as a fat man moment yeah. of the year. But I'm very glad Ben noted the flying wedge in the final. Or, um, I did have the flying wedge, but I didn't want to go for a split vote, seeing as how angry you got with it last <laughs> week. No, it would it, it would have just been a shame award, and you had a gut. No, I had, no, 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 no. I didn't want to put down two options because I remember how angry you got with Ant last week. Yeah, that's putting true. down two options. That's true. Uh, we mm. have tri celebration of the year. Alex had fudged it a little bit. With Alex goes three day bender, but that was a fantastic answer. I copied it. So uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't feel in because I didn't feel like arguing there. Yeah, no, it was very good. So Alex good got tri celebration of the year. I, I wonder if he is still drinking. We're not quite sure. The breakthrough player yeah. of the year. We had we have a split vote. Uh, you had Lapis, Alex. What, what made you choose Lapis as breakthrough player of the year? I I think it's a no brainer. Like I honestly think it's a disgrace that breakthrough he wasn't, international. Yeah, he wasn't. I, I think it's a disgrace that he wasn't um, nominated for the World Rugby Award. Um, this is his first year playing international rugby, and in his first year as an international rugby player, he started for his nation, which is really good. He captained Japan, and he led them to. Uh, historic victory not only over Scotland but also over Ireland and took them into the, the playoffs of the World Cup. Um, Michael Leach, I think, was uh, kind of the squad captain. Yeah. But Lapis was like the on-field captain for most of the games. Um, especially, I know he captained against Ireland. Um, and like he's he was a candidate for for like team of the tournament in the group stages. I think mm. um, he's always been amazing. We've always known that about him. Yeah. But it, as an international player. I don't think anyone's who's anyone. I don't think anyone who started playing international rugby in 2018 had as good a year as he did. So I think it's a no-brainer. Uh, yeah. All right. I had Severis. Who were the, who were the other candidates? Uh, oh, I had Severis from not having a contract to dominating opposition at Super Rugby. Manasa Mataeli, who I feel bad for him. Uh, so I just chose him because he just can't like from nowhere he rose up. Um, and now he's currently uh, the All Blacks man, man position at 14. So, yeah, I just thought that. But uh, naturally, I guess my bias will be more to Southern Hemisphere. Ben didn't quite give an answer. Matt stood in his steady said Joseph Dweber. 
which I felt Ben would have said something along those lines. So yeah, Dweber. And then Matt didn't give an answer. I did. Okay. I give I give Trevor Enoch. He is not he doesn't exist. <laughs> he's had a breakthrough year, Adam. Look how much hype he's got he in the d- chat. That was <laughs> Jokes. It doesn't fucking exist. <laughs> this, this, it wasn't context about it. Uh, as a, like a couple of months ago, there was some chat in the group about a player. They just said Trevor Enoch, and I took the bait and I started trying to find him on the internet, and I realised he was just a, a big fat fucking lie. So he he, he doesn't exist. I, I, he will go into the title though, Trevor Enoch. Trevor. Breakthrough. Alex, I think you agree with me that that's a breakthrough performance by Trevor Enoch. Well, I mean, he was on the cusp of getting a, a super rugby contract with, with yeah, the Sharks, sharks. Um, which a year ago wouldn't have been possible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the oak that you were no, making so... me with earlier this week, I saw that was Alstat. Why are you guys such dicks? Honestly, like, I was just, I just asked a simple question, who's that? And then someone just says, Enoch. But how do you not know who right on Elston is? <laughs> I don't know what he looks like. I don't know what he looks like. Yeah, but I don't have a photographic memory of what he looks like. I'm not like Ange at all. He doesn't even wear a scrum cap or anything. Like, he just looks the same as he always has. <sighs> so, <laughs> the Breakthrough Player of the Year is a shared award between Lappy, Severus, and Joseph Dweber. A uh, nice little balance there. Can I, can't I, like, lobby you guys on no. this? No. I, I'm happy to shift my vote to Lapis. Okay, so no. so first of I've all... Made, I've made my joke. I've upset Adam. I'm okay, happy to shift fine, to Lapis. Fine, uh, no, no, no. Don't you dare change the page. Trevor <laughs> Enoch stays there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you watching it? I'm watching the... I'm, <laughs> I'm watching the spreadsheet. I can check the pink cursor bouncing around. <laughs> running away. Uh, uh, so, on, on, on Dweber, like, I just think... Um, so I limited it to international players. No, that's fair. Yeah. So maybe, no, maybe which that is was... fair. Um, no, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then on, on Reese, I don't think we should give him any credit for the fact that he came from not having a contract, because considering he was only in that position because he beat up his girlfriend. Yeah, he didn't know. Yeah, uh, it's not uh, like he, it's not um, like a big I'm, car. It was still, he still didn't have a contract. Came in as a replacement. Dominated. Uh, look, your, your, your motivation for Lapis is really good. Going to go to prison. Yes, I know that, but that's besides the point. No, it's okay, not. But, it's, Okay, but irrespective, irrespective. Well, I mean, yeah, I think he, I, if if you stick, so like I said, with Joseph Dweber, I only consider internationals. Yeah. Yeah. Reese had a crap international season. He was terrible. Yeah. What's he wasn't no, that great. He wasn't terrible. He was solid. How, how many tries what? did he score, Adam? How yeah, many what, tries did what he, did he score? Do? That's his try. Uh, that's a wing. That's his. Try. That's a fair question. No, that's a fair question. Uh, let me just have a look here. Severus, uh stats, All Blacks, uh, November fourth. Let's see. Sorry, it's coming up now. He has scored four tries in seven games. That's not great. Four tries in seven games, but Pumpy's scored on 14 and 14. It's not great. Yeah, but, you know, four tries in four and seven is not bad. Yeah, but it's not an award for not being bad. (laughs) It's an award for being the Okay, okay. (laughs) Okay, I give in. Jesus. So... I just try. I just try. Yeah, so yeah Lapis. We, we have unanimous decision on Lapis. Yes, Lapis, Lapis Kachny. He is the ERB Breakthrough Player of the Year. Word tackle technique. We already said Owen Farrell. Uh, we, I saw you had Owen Farrell try and stop Colby. That's fair. I said Owen Farrell in general. Matt said Owen Farrell showing improper tackle technique and losing part of his nose. Yeah. So. Tackle Ta- Not tackler. Tackle Oh, tackle Yes. Worst referee decision. Okay. We had, uh, Alex said Benny Keefe's not recording Matt Hodge. I said Yaku Pepe yeah. doing a selfie. 
Ben said Beast not getting a try in the okay. Bye game. And uh, Matt said Paper Selfie was the worst refereeing decision. So Paper Selfie was the worst refereeing I, decision of the year. I, I, will, I will definitely concede that one. Yeah. But uh, I bet I just, I'm, was... still, I'm still hot under the collar about the recite one no. because I think that, that he, he had a chance to win that game. And he didn't even know the rules. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. <laughs> Yours makes the most logical sense. So I, I, I give you that. Uh, but yeah, Yaki Paper was poor judgment. It's a poor, re- it's like when it comes down to a ref making a decision. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Although, bye, bad pair of pants. Coach of the year, um, both Alex and I had Rassi. Uh, ben didn't say anything. Uh, Matt said Joseph's, which is a fair shot, I must say. Yeah, she's uh, had a very good year. He, look, he did have the entire year and stuffed over the Sunwolves in the process to prepare Japan. That's part of his. That's part of. That's part of what made him coach of the year, in my opinion. It's true. Bent them to yeah. his will. But Rossi is coach of the year. Lads on tour award. Um, you have the Uruguay. I don't. Uh, what happened here, Alex? I try finding something on the web. Uruguay rugby team four million yen in damages. What did they do? Oh, they like they trashed that restaurant. <sighs> sounds about sounds perfect for them. In Japan, <laughs> they like they trashed a restaurant. Um, I'll find the details. I just said uh, Matt. It was just it was just after they got they got kicked out. It was the end of the end of the pool oh, stages. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, that's two players cool. from Uruguay rugby team tackled a staff member and damaged property at a restaurant in Kumamoto during a drinking session following their final game of the Rugby World Cup. <laughs> Police are investigating the alleged assault. Uh, the restaurant's considering filing a criminal complaint. Um, one player tackled a male staffer standing by the entrance who was later diagnosed with a minor back injury. Yeah, I fucking think so. Um, then they engaged in unruly behavior, including spilling drinks on the D- on DJ equipment, punching walls and mirrors, and tearing apart a stuffed bear. Uh, there were over 200 customers at the restaurant when the police were called, and the restaurant had to close following the incident and expected to only reopen like a few days later. Um, and apparently they, they racked up about 2 million yen in damages. Jesus. Okay, that, yeah. okay. I had Matt. I just had Matt as loud in two award. Ben kind of said the same thing for Matt, but I'm changing my vote to, to Uruguay. <laughs> I'd give it to Uruguay because it's That's, the only story we've actually heard come out of yeah, the World it, Cup for lads it on was, tour. It was a bit disappointing from that perspective, wasn't it? Looks very yeah, well that, behaved. Bit of a slow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what Buckson? Buckson. Buckson. Where even were you during the World Cup? I'm a busy guy. What is it? Buckson's the, the, the dude, dude who went to like every single game and painted oh, the jerseys. Right, on his body. that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, Buckson. Okay, so I didn't realize it was Buckson. I knew who he was. Okay. Okay. So what, Uruguay uh, for turning into freaking animals after <laughs> you got knocked out of the World Cup. Uh, uh, so, so what's the money on German Kessler? Was the one who instigated the entire thing. Jesus. Ah, yeah. Cringiest. Did you guys see my? Did you guys see my answer on Squidge's tweet? Yes. I did see it. You, you said I did have a chocolate. Yeah. I'm standing by it. That guy's a that guy's an animal. Um. Oh, which cringiest. Related to Walker. We had cringiest Twitter bio. Jesus, Matt. So I've just seen this. Uh, your t- your tux. <laughs> Sorry, it's cracking. My my, my formal wear for the awards event. Yes, yeah, so I'm I'm wearing shorts. Uh, Could you just Twitter buy? We have Alex Lyons, question mark, still blocked. Uh, I just had Israel Falah for being a hypocrite. Uh, That's all. So uh, I feel like we should just... I'm not going to award the award. Both of those awards are personally motivated by ill feeling towards our selectee. (laughs) 
So we'll... I haven't had a look. I haven't had a look at any Twitter bios yeah. in forever. So I'd probably, I'd probably, probably say one of the best Twitter bios is Squidge, where he says his location is uh, Adam Wynn Jones's butt. So I felt that <laughs> that made me laugh. So fair enough. Best commentator, um, Alex Yadler, Le Quashu, Jumpopo, Jumpeasy. Yeah, man. Mm, I agree with that. That's yeah. why. Yeah, I didn't put it. Yeah, when I generally agree, I, when it was a whitewash, I just left it blank. Fair enough. Really. Yep. So they, they are our commentators of the year. Worst commentator. Yeah. Uh, Alex had anything from Wales. I had Matthew Pierce. Okay, that's not surprising me. Ill feeling towards him. Ben had anything to do with Wales. Then Matt said I was going to counter <laughs> Wales with Australia, but Mahoney has been good. So by that he implies Wales. So uh, anything to do with Wales? Any commentary to do with Wales is our winner for that. Uh, podcast of the year, and this is any ERB production, since we have two in the ERB stable, stables. Uh, Alex, you didn't vote for podcast of the year. Where did uh, you? I think... I thought... Uh, did I not? No. So who, who, who do you vote for? I'll let you know I think you, you might have added that, because you added, you added yeah, those... I added the data. I think, yeah. I think I'd already made my, That's my stuff. Yeah, yeah, so sorry. I, I, I did just do that. Um, Live. Who's you going to vote for? Podcaster of the year. So last year we gave to Matt, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, after I disqualified myself, I think. <laughs> no, I think after we just decided you you were rubbish. Oh, yeah. I think it's because I, I was getting, becoming too arrogant. You were stripped. You were stripped. You were stripped yeah. unceremoniously. <laughs> yeah. So that's um, the rating podcast of the year. Um, <laughs> that's the rating podcast. No, I'll I'll give it to. Oh, didn't you guys said Anton Full? I hey, said I said that attack. I said I don't want to tell you what Ben said. Matt hasn't voted yet. So uh, okay. yeah, no, I'll, I'll I'll give it to you to the stat attack. Yeah, uh, right. Phil and Ant, the I think they, they they yeah. like they they kicked up they kicked up our game to a whole new level. Yeah, um, I'm happy with that. Too. Really, really, really good. Phil and Ant for stats attack. Yes. Cool. Are we gonna to be, are we gonna I, tweet out? I'll abdicate the belt. I'll abdicate the belt. So yeah, uh, Phil and Ant, when you listen, you are our podcasters of the year. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Uh, ben and Ben and thought you were the podcast of the year by himself, which is interesting. So you can ask ask Ben yeah. about that. Then draft manager of the year. Uh, this is the last award. Alex, you are allowed to give it to yourself because you are the reigning champion. Um. I yeah. I think I. I think I'll give it to myself. I think, uh, but not not because I I don't think I was that good this year. But I think Phil kind of crumbled in the end. I think Phil actually was the better manager um, for most of the year, and then he just like he had he was so bad in the finals. But I think I do think he was the the superior manager up till that point. Uh, I voted for you, Matt, because uh, yeah. you're you're always on brand. You're always choosing some of these players, so I appreciated that. Ben Ben said Ben said Ant. For winning the B League, the underdog story. I think yeah, uh, uh, and, and had a good run, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Matt. He didn't just win the B League; he also won the the cup in the finals. Um, oh, yeah, he did win the cup as well. Yeah. I'm gonna give it to the other Alex and the other Hornsby for being gracious in my fuck up and selling one of his players by <laughs> trading away one of his players. He was your, incredibly your, gracious. Uh, your quote unquote fuck up. Yeah, yeah. He's, he was incredibly <laughs> gracious about that moment. Okay, so I, I have to give it to him for that. I'm gonna give it to Alex Tar. Um, just he has the most logical motivation for being the champion, so he's draft manager of the year. This, uh, oh, yeah. thanks, guys. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll I'll just uh, let me move these over here. Sorry. So then you, we could I could just do a screenshot. I don't feel like typing out the whole tweet. Let's see. If I 
That's there. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, whoops. Yeah. Oh, I can see you moving there, Matt. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, <laughs> shit, yeah. Yeah, a drive drive is not the uh, woman's player there. Wait, don't, don't move anything, bro. I'm going to do this quickly. There you go. Uh, all right, do you have anything for the comments? I know it's been a pretty short episode, all things considered. Anything further to add? I don't know, next week. Um, you you just you need to type a drive drive in again. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do that now. I'll just copy Alex's spelling. Put that uh, Whoops. No, nothing to add. Nice short episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, sorry, I've got another. I've got another pancake put before me, so I'm uh, I'm a bit distracted. Okay. Uh, yeah, the do that. Do that. Cool. I'll just do to take a picture of that. Yeah. Next week, let's see what do we have in the schedule because we are beginning to wrap up for the year, ladies and gents. Any of your plans? We will be talking about the tale of three coaches <coughs> and saying goodbye. Those who will not likely to see again. So very much a reminiscent episode. Um, so yeah, we we look forward to that. And then on the 1st of December, we're going to be chatting about the global season. Uh, these are probably but the slightly shorter ones. Uh, uh, we're hoping to get full on for that. And right. we're also hoping that there might be a stats attack before the end of the year, but that, that cannot be guaranteed. We're just waiting for Phil, Phil and Ant to, once they're done celebrating their award, we'll see if they can handle it. And then they'll produce a new episode. So uh, that's going to wrap it up for, for this very brief episode of Elite Rugby Banter. Alex, thank you very much for joining us. I hope you enjoy the rest of your pancakes on Sunday. Thank you very much. I've finished my pancake, so nice. I, have, I have nothing left to live for. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, but, so, uh, and Matt, thanks very much uh, as well for, for no being worries. Um, and, and no, I was going to tune you for putting a player that doesn't exist in the, in, the, in the awards, but you know what? That ship has sailed, so it's fine. Uh, if you you've, you've, gr- you've grown as a man since then. Ah, uh, yes. Congrats, Adam. Yeah, I'm uh, glad to have seen your character development already. Ah, uh, yeah. We're slowly but surely at season two, episode three. That's where my character development is of uh, of Bojack Horseman. <laughs> if he or B was a thing. If, if you have been listening, thank you so much. We will catch you next week.